just about 30 or 40 seconds and be silent. Um, It may be that while we were worshiping or during communion or when someone was praying for you or you were praying, the Lord was speaking and we want to give him a chance to say all he wants to say to us. So we'll just take a, a few moments in silence. Lord, thank you uh, for your voice. Thank you that as followers of Jesus, as the sheep of your hand, a part of our inheritance is to hear your voice. And part of our joy is to obey it. So I ask now that as our ears are open and you're speaking, Holy Spirit, would you come and uh, empower us, our spirits, empower them, to do what you've called us to, to rest as you've called us to rest, to worship, to listen, to follow. All for the glory of Jesus. Amen. Um, I want to take about 20 minutes or so, and I want to really talk about seeing God. It's the theme of our prayer room for the next 21 days is seeing God. Um, the, The message is this today. In the next 21 days, I just want you to look for God. God is everywhere. That's a theological concept, right? Omnipresence. God is everywhere. God is here in our midst. And when our eyes are open to look for him, the promise of Jesus, not just in the scriptures, but brought to us as a vineyard church last May, very specifically is this. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, that's a gift from God to see God. But as with all gifts, we have to receive that. So we're walking right now as a church in a season of seeing God. God declared over us as a church, you are the pure in heart. Now that's a hard one to take, but God declared that over us. We are the pure in heart. We each know our hearts. God knows our hearts all the better. And God looks at you, and if Jesus is in you, no matter what you may feel or think or discern in your own heart, no matter what type of repentance you might be in the midst of right now, as a follower of Jesus, you are the pure in heart. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. And like I said a bunch of times, your righteousness is no different than the righteousness of Christ in God's eyes except that yours had a beginning. That day when you surrendered yourself to Jesus and you took on his righteousness. Um, just, I told Jacqueline I feel like a kindergartner today. <clears throat> I was away for a week. It was a great week. I was really excited to come back. I have five hours of things to tell you all. I'm so excited for what God's going to do in our church but I can't let it all out right now. So just pray for me to be calm. (laughs) Heavenly barbiturate of some sort. I do have a word for some people here, and I don't know who they are, but this is a very specific picture that I see, and it's this. You're you're in a car. It's like a van or something. I don't know if that's a physical van or just the symbol of your life or your ministry. You're in a car, and you're going the right direction, but you're traveling backwards. So picture that. You are going the right direction. You are doing what God's called you to do. You're going in the right direction, 
And you know that, but you're actually turned backwards. You're looking to the past rather than the future. It doesn't mean you're in regret. It just means you have repented halfway. You've turned from your own sin, but you haven't yet looked into the eyes of Jesus to experience the joy of being the pure in heart. Does that make sense? So that's the picture I see. There are some of you today, you you feel like you're going in the right direction and that might be a new thing for you. But in a sense, you're you're turned backwards. And so you're you're looking in a rearview mirror. And so if that if you ever got a sense of that, if that sounds like your type of experience, would you stand for just a minute? If that resonates with you at all, just stand up and I want to pray for you. So um, let's just reach our hands out to these. Let's pray. Lord, we want to praise you this morning that these that are standing here have heard your voice. And Lord, you've given them grace to step into their calling to some extent. They're going the right way. But I ask now that you'd give them grace for full repentance. And I don't mean for that by that just from sin, but the ability, the willingness to turn and look straight into your eyes, Jesus. And to be able to feel the joy of that accelerator going forward and the sun before them and the new horizon. So I just pray for these and ask, Lord, that you would lead them into the new places you have for them. Empower them to go with joy and with humility. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks. Okay, if you've got a piece of yellow paper in front of you, could you pull that out? It's really what we're going to talk about. If you don't have one and you want to raise a hand, I'm sure someone... (laughs) Don't you love that? Thank you. I'll give you one of those. We're going into a season of 24-7 prayer. So for 21 days, it's a little over 500 hours. We will have someone in that prayer room right back there seeking and seeing God. And uh, it's a glorious time in our church. It's not always easy. I won't say that. It's not always a time of, whoo, you just walk in, the presence of God comes, and the time's done. Sometimes it's hard work. But the promise of God is that when we seek Him with all our hearts, He will be found by us. So we're going into a time of seeing God. And uh, if you're here today, you're invited. I want to go through some of the practical parts of it first so you know exactly how to sign up for an hour or a couple hours or a day or a week or whatever you want in the prayer room. So if you look down where it says sign up, okay? The prayer calendar's on the wall out there. I didn't count this morning how many were filled and how many were empty. My guess is we've got a little over 400 hours available out there. And um, the ministry time for today, the number one application of today's message is to go out to that prayer calendar and sign your name and your number for an hour or two or a number of hours uh, in the next 21 days. I guarantee you get to walk into God's presence. And when you walk into God's presence, you can't leave the same. Find a place in the scripture where people saw God and didn't do anything. You can't find it. 
they were really angry (laughs) or they went straight to their faces in worship. (coughs) Presence of God is powerful and we're invited into it in a special way for these next 21 days. So this is very practically how you do it. Right after this service, 16 minutes from now, okay, you are going to walk out. I mean, everyone's going to do it, I'm sure. You're going to walk out the back doors. You're going to go to that prayer calendar and you're going to look at that calendar. You're going to pull out your device, whatever it is, iPad, iPod, uh, Stephen Covey. If you're Barry, it's a little piece of paper with a pencil because he lives in the last century, right? You're going to look at your calendar and you're going to find those times, that hour or those hours where you want to come specifically to see God in the prayer room at the vineyard. And then you're going to make your way up to the front, take a little permanent marker and write your name and the phone number that you can be reached at right before your prayer time in that little hour slot. All right. If you're going to pray for two hours or three hours at a time, write your name in one hour and put a little box around it and an arrow. Right. Want to make sure everybody knows everybody's time. If you want the same time every day. Hey. 2 a.m. is still available, I noticed. This is not a joke. (laughs) If you want the same time every day, just put your name in there a couple of times and all the way across. We're going to pray for 500 hours straight. Once you've uh, found your times to pray, and there will be more available, you can always come back and get more. But once you've found your times to pray, you're going to look at the little reminder card. You're going to write down on there. It says, I committed at this time to pray at the Vineyard Community Church. And you'll put your day or your days and your hour or your hours, and then um, put that in your binder, in your pocket, tack it to your forehead, wherever you'll find that readily so you can make sure that you're here. At your appointed time, you'll walk, uh, you'll come into the church through this, I think it's an east entrance, right? Some directionally. Yeah. So it's the west entrance, like I was thinking. You'll, you'll come in the west entrance. And, um, and if it's not the hours of 9 to 5 on Tuesday through Friday, you'll ring the, the, be- the buzzer. There's a little buzzer there. It works. I heard it this morning. You'll ring the buzzer. Whoever's in the prayer room will walk out. They'll wave at you. They'll let you in the door. You'll walk right into the sanctuary. Look back there. You'll walk right into the, that prayer space where the cross is. You'll stand before the cross. And whoever was praying in the room will gently lay their hand on you, if it's okay with you. And they will, this is what we call praying in. They will pray you in. They will take 10 or 15 seconds and just ask for the presence of God to be with you You'd be empowered by the Holy Spirit to go in and to seek and to see God. There's actually a laminated prayer back there on the little music stand. If you don't know what to pray, but you want to pray something, that's available for you. It's okay if you just want to say, God bless them. Good enough. And you'll send them in. You'll uh, take all your stuff and you go on your way. And the next, and they'll pray for an hour or whatever their time period is. At the next time when someone else is signed up, same thing, buzzer will ring, and that will happen continuously for the next 500 hours. If by chance that person doesn't show up and you have to go, I want you to know exactly what to do. You'll you'll look at your time and say, gee, they're not here yet. 
and it's three in the morning and I really want to sleep. You go out to the prayer calendar and look on the calendar and you'll see the next name with that phone number where they can be reached. And you either with your cell phone or if you don't have a cell phone, right through those doors back there, I guess that would be east, uh, is the copy room. And there's a telephone that will be open for you right there. You can make that phone call and gently remind that person that it's time to wake up and show up at the prayer room. If for some uh, reason that person is unresponsive, um, there is a a list of on-call people with phone numbers right next to the prayer calendar. So you go right back to the prayer calendar, say, who is the blessed person who will come in here within 10 minutes and relieve me? And you'll make that phone call and that person will arrive. Is that true? I'm so glad. I just said it real boldly. Okay. Are there any questions about how to sign up for an hour in the prayer room? Any questions? This is the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Especially during the during the any time after five o'clock, in Tuesday through Friday, that door will be locked, as will every other door in the building. So we ask you to stay here until that person comes to relieve you. Now, every on-call person is this true? What I'm about to say? Yep. Read my mind. Okay. Every on-call person will have a key. So if it's, you know, absolutely emergency, you've got to go. You can make that call to the on-call person and they'll be able to get into the building. The, the purpose of this is security. If you come at midnight and pray for three hours, we want you to know you're safe. No one else can enter the building. It's your time. It's your space to be with God. Good question. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay, great. <clears throat> So a couple of special opportunities um, during this 21 days of prayer that you just might want to highlight. And I've got them listed here. Worship with the Psalms. Uh, Monday through Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m., Lynn Power, who is a powerful worshiper among us. She's a great worship leader. She'll be up on the keyboard at that time. And um, she will be praying and worshiping. She's going through selected Psalms during Lent. So you'll get to come in and pray and worship through a psalm with other people. That's 8 to 9 every morning, uh, except for Sunday morning. Sunday morning is special. You get to come in at 6 a.m. 6 to 7.30, Lynn and some of her team will be here uh, worshiping in what they call sacred space. Doesn't mean the place is any different than any other place where God hangs out but they come in here purposely 6 to 7.30 and the other times that you see, Tuesdays and Thursdays, to minister to the Lord. The purpose of that time is to minister to the Lord. What makes the space sacred is that it's, you're directed towards God and you're asking for God to get all the glory in your life. So those are some corporate times available to you. Uh, a little bit, they're corporate, but they're a little bit more on the quiet um, and contemplative side. Family worship and prayer. Jessica, are you here? Can you stand up and make yourself known? Lynn, I didn't get you, let you stand up and make yourself known. <laughs> Jessica Heaston, uh, two Fridays, the 20th and the 27th, will be leading a family worship and prayer time. Um, she, you want to say yay? Good. 
Um, she's calling that arrows of light, and uh, there's a piece of paper out there that explains what that is. It's really about allowing children and families together to go after God and to recognize that children have a value in the kingdom. There's no junior Holy Spirit, right? That's not an original line, but it's still true. There's no junior Holy Spirit. And so the promise of Psalm 18, 2? Psalm 8, 2, thanks. Is that, uh, that children are like uh, arrows in the quiver of a warrior. And so Jessica's desire is that we learn to help our children be arrows of light. We realize that when we, um, with our children, proclaim who God is, the, the enemy gets silenced. So you want to be a part of that if you have kids, for sure. Lots of interactive stuff. 7 to 8, those two Fridays, 20th and 27th. But even if you don't have kids and you just want to be where God is, God loves kids. So come here. And then you'll see on the uh, 27th, Friday the 27th, is sort of a special day. Izzy, who led this morning, will be leading a time of corporate worship and prayer. That'll just be fun because it's fun to worship all together. And Izzy rocks. You know the Holy Spirit comes because that's when Izzy's music starts to fly everywhere, right? It's the blowing of the rushing wind. And um, then right after that, um, Marvin Adams and the Torch House Indy, connected with I Hope, the house of prayer here in the city, will be uh, worshiping and praying all night. So that's Friday the 27th from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's going to be a great time. So uh, definitely mark your calendars to sleep extra the day before. Easter morning, um, we'll have a 7 o'clock sunrise service. That's not a uh, vineyard service. We're connected with a small Anglican mission called uh, um, All Souls Anglican Mission, planted with some people out of this church up in Zionsville. And out there in the front on the lawn, we're going to pray for sun and warmth. And we will have a, um, a Sunday morning Easter sunrise service. It will be in Anglican service of worship celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. It's really beautiful. We did it last year. It was, it was awesome. And then Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, 9.30 and 11.30, we'll have our vineyard services. Really would encourage you to invite your friends, um, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, your enemies. Wouldn't you like them to meet Jesus, right? Invite them to come and to celebrate the love and the power of God. There is no easier time to invite someone to walk into God's presence than Easter morning. I mean, it's, just, it's nothing easier than that. The only easier thing is when you yourself carry God's presence into their front yard, which you do every day, right? Right. So Easter morning, um, be praying now about who you'll ask and who you'll come with and who you'll invite to be a part of that. Those are some special opportunities for the next 21 days. Okay. Turn to the back of your yellow sheet. <clears throat> I'm going to just take a few minutes in case you're asking yourself the question, what will I do for an hour? There are those among us for whom an hour in prayer goes by like a minute. And then there's the other 99%, right? It's, some of us, you're thinking, an hour in prayer? I wouldn't know what to do. So I want to give you a couple minutes of instruction about what to do. Number one, simply be in God's presence. You can walk into the prayer room 
and open your heart to God and say, God, my desire is to be with you. And that next hour when your heart is focused on God, that's an hour of prayer. That's an hour of prayer. If, if all you feel like you can or want to do is just to be in God's presence with your heart directed towards him, the Lord loves that. Or a simple prayer, God, I want to see you. God has such a desire to show himself to us. You can spend an hour just getting acquainted with the room. First time I did this, we did a 24-7 prayer maybe seven or eight years ago now for the first, the first time. And I, it was my idea. <laughs> and I thought, I have no idea what I'm going to do for an hour. But the way the prayer room is uh, arranged, there's lots to do. And I'll go through some of the resources in just a second. <clears throat> Ask God to instruct you, to prompt you, and to lead you. Ask God when you walk in that room, God, what do you want to talk about today? You can walk into the prayer room and say, here I am, your beloved. What would you like to talk to me about today? What would you like to show me from your word today? What would you like to whisper to me? What would you like to hear from me? All those are legal prayers with the Father who loves you, like our Father in heaven loves you. Be at peace. You're with God. I just repeat that one. Be at peace. You're with God. First um, John three nineteen and twenty. It says something like this. This is how we set our hearts at rest in His presence, whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and He knows all things. That's the Lord through the Scriptures encouraging us that when we're in the presence of God, there is peace. We are safe there. It doesn't mean that there won't be conviction. It doesn't mean that there won't be challenge. It doesn't mean that there might not be some tears. But you don't have to be afraid as a, as a loved one of God to be in God's presence. Be at peace. Because God's greater than your heart and he knows everything. I love that. If your heart condemns you, in other words, you walk into the prayer room and you think something like this, how would God ever want to even spend time with me after what I did, thought, said, whatever. And you go to 1 John 3, 19 and 20, you realize my heart's condemning me, but God, you're greater than my heart. And you know all things. So be at peace in God's presence. God wants us to see him more than we want to see him. More than our desire to see God is God's desire to reveal himself to us. Let's just find that all through the scriptures. So you do not have to go into the prayer room and make something happen. Okay? So just go like this. Okay? You do not have to find a, story, a miraculous story in the prayer room. You could just see God. You don't have to have a visitation in the prayer room. You don't have to get an amazing revelation in the prayer room. You can just be there and focus your eyes and see God. You can sit, you can kneel, you can stand, you can dance, you can lay down. And someone just said, but if I lay down, I might fall asleep. Okay? Quick little uh, rabbit trail here. I know the passage in the garden where the disciples come and Jesus, you know, they fall asleep. And Jesus says, couldn't you just wait with me one hour? Right? Okay? That's not what we're talking about in the prayer room. All right? That's a different kind of intercession. All right? 
We are not at the moment before Jesus' crucifixion. It already happened. We're living in the days of the resurrection. We're living in the days of power. We're living in the days of peace, right? So if you walk in at one in the afternoon or one in the morning and you lay down before God and say, God, I want to see you, and you fall asleep, no condemnation. Can't remember the verse, but in the Psalms it says, the Lord gives to his loved ones in their sleep. How much of the revelation from God in the Old and New Testament is in dreams? I don't know, but it's a lot. All right? So if you fall asleep in the prayer room, no shame. The doorbell will wake you up. Okay? Sometimes our bodies know more about us than our minds do. And we walk into God's presence and his peace arrives and we go to sleep. And that's the Lord's way of saying, you need to rest. I just gave you an hour of Sabbath. If you have a prayer language, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit and you've got a language, a devotional prayer language, use it. Pray for an hour in your prayer language. Be silent for an hour. God loves to hear his people communicate. Whether we know, as Paul says, what we're saying or not. Paul says when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. Go in and be edified in God's presence. It's a beautiful use of an hour. Worship, create... Just be in God's presence. We have a Bible in there. We have books. We have prayer books and prayer guides uh, in there. We have our own sort of morning and evening prayer um, from the Trinity Mission in there. It's a little book. It'll give you scriptures for the day and prayers for the day. So if you have no idea what else to do, you can go right through the morning and evening prayer. It gives you the day and everything. It's set up for you. There's a whole worship wall where you can use paints and markers and pencils and you can just declare, here's how I've seen God. Here's how I saw God in my worship time. Here's how I see God in the scriptures. And that uh, piece of paper in, on that prayer wall will be filled within a few days and then the worship of God will begin to come out into the sanctuary and we'll just declare the praises of God. So when you're working on that big piece of paper and you're using markers, Don't do it like an adult, okay? In other words, don't be efficient. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't be efficient. Be bold. The heavens declare the glory of God and draw a picture, even if it's a stick figure. If you see a stick figure, it will be mine. Okay. But we're declaring there's a whole wall for worship. There are two maps in the prayer room. There's a map of the world and there's a little tree behind the couch coming from the verse in Revelation where it says the leaves of the trees are for the healings of the na- healing of the nations. Little piece of, uh, what's that called? Paper. Green paper. looks like a leaf. You write a prayer for a nation on there and hang it on the tree. And we will be declaring God's glory for the healing of the nations through Jesus. There's another map of the city. Uh, Chris Jaros did this for us. It's an enormous a map of Indianapolis. It's like a Google shot from on high. I think if you get a mic, uh, magnifying glass, you, you'll be able to find your house on there. All right? So it's big enough to see, the, um, to see your house and small enough that you can see the whole city because God wants to change the city of Indianapolis. The kingdom of God is coming here. It's not just in and through the vineyard. It's all over the place. 
The kingdom of God is coming here. We get to be a part of it. So pray for your neighborhood. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your house. We would like, if we could, to get as many churches represented up on that map as we can. Pray for the churches you pass to come here. Every time you pass by a church in the city, pray for it. Bless it. Ask God to bless it with finances and resources and kingdom-carrying people. That's what God's doing in the city, joining us together. There's a, I don't think it's there back there yet, but there'll be an iPod with a, a, an iPod dock, and you'll be able to just worship as long as you want back there. All sorts of music for you. <clears throat> Let's stand. This is the promise of God for those of us in Christ. Jesus said, the pure in heart are blessed. They will see God. So I just want to pray for each of you. I want to pray that you would receive the blessing of God. The, the, uh, walk in the purity of God and that you would see him. So uh, if, if you want that, just put your hands out and we'll pray. God, we ask in Jesus' name that you would release your blessing and your favor upon us as a church, as a people. God, even more than we've known it, we thank you for your favor. And God, we ask for more. More of your blessing, more of your joy, more of your love and more of your power. We ask God for grace by the Holy Spirit to walk in the purity of our hearts that you've given us through Jesus. We would walk with the joy and the confidence of the pure in heart. And God, we thank you that you've promised that we will see you. So open our eyes to see and to follow you wherever you lead. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.